When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And joining me for this one is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. Boys and girls, it's Drew Goodman. What's up, Drew? How are you, man? Uh, feeling good. You know, uh, it's interesting. The The weather has turned very cold in the last couple of days. It was a very emotional week for Rockies fans and, and the Rockies community since, you know, last we talked to you, of course, Larry Walker, number retirement, packed house, tons of great feelings. Uh, and then, of course, this Trevor Story stuff where tons of great feelings, but also a bittersweet moment. Uh, you had him on the show, really, really candid conversation, and it, it's just this weird feeling, I think, that has kind of come over uh, Rockies fandom in the last couple of days, realizing this very likely, though not necessarily, could be the final days of Trevor Story in a Rockies uniform. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a, a myriad of emotions clearly for Trevor but for fans uh as well and did they see him in in purple for the final time at Coors Field and of course this weekend you know the last three ball games uh interestingly somewhat ironically where it all began with the two homer game in his debut against right that Granke down in Arizona so uh you know full circle I'm sure people will draw a lot of parallels uh with with the the fact that it's this season uh, is going to end there. And, and uh, you know, I think probably likely that that Trevor's career with the Rockies is going to end there. But uh, he was very candid um, in the interview. Uh, I, I think you will see all the things you, you, you liked about Trevor off the field in the interview on my podcast. And I think that you will see that there is, uh, you know, clearly great uncertainty to what lies ahead. And I don't think he tries to mask that. And um, I think he's very honest in, in answering, you know, the number of questions that I, I put forth. So, 
you know, if you get a minute, uh, you know, give give that a listen. I think it'll give you greater insight into who Trevor is and where he is right now as uh, we embark on the 2021 offseason. Yeah, uh, you know, it was fascinating. A lot of times you don't get to ask all the questions. You you can ask near the questions that you were asking, but it was very straightforward and very candid, like you said. And so, and and a rare opportunity, honestly. And you, you don't always get the chance to have a conversation like this with a player in this situation and for him to, to be that honest. So I appreciated the fact that you, in your, your questioning of him, you know, asked questions like, do the call, how, where, and to what extent do the Colorado Rockies factor into your thinking of, of the future? Just straightforward as, as simple as that. Tell me where, where the Rockies, what you're thinking there. And that's, you know, a fair question to ask. And, and I thought he gave a fair answer to it. And there were several of those where I was like, you know, a, a lot of other times a guy, you know, certainly if you didn't have the kind of relationship that you have to develop with these guys over years, if it was someone who Trevor didn't know some reporter he's never met before asking some of these same questions, maybe slightly differently, uh, it, it would have been a much more, <laughs> it would have been a different interview. I'll say that. So I thought both of you handled a, a, a very delicate topic very well. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think he's he's a very authentic person by nature. And, you know, fortunately, I've gotten to know him, um, you know, fairly well from, a, you know, again, from a, somebody who's around him typically on a day to day basis for six, seven months. Um, you know, it's not like you know, I'm much older than him. It's not like we go out and break bread together and that sort of thing. But I, I you know, there's a mutual respect and, um, you know, a comfort level, um, I think, uh, on his end. And so, yeah, I, he gave, you know, forthright answers and, and the credit goes to him and it has nothing to do with really has nothing to do with with me. I think maybe it's a little more comfortable because he knows me. But, um, you know, that's that's who he is. I mean, he's a quiet guy. He's a, he's a reserved guy by and large. I think people can. Uh, glean that from just watching him and hearing him and sound bites over the years. Uh, but he, uh, I think, gives more of himself and realized that he needed to. He, um, you know, he, he certainly owes it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he owes it, but, you know, felt like he owes it to to the fan base, um, you know, to not only to thank them, but to, you know, tell them where he is at, at this place in time. And uh, I, I come back to a word you use and the word, that I just used again. I mean, I think the responses were authentic. Um, they weren't masked in cliches. So, um, you know, give it a listen and, and uh, you can draw your, your own conclusions. Uh, I don't think, I, I, I don't think you can come away though um, having anything but respect for, for Trevor and, and who he is. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to get your take on this as I was listening was thinking about, and we've been having these conversations in our Discord channel for subscribers, and um, I think it's just generally taking place more nationally, is I think that Trevor Story's issue here is also Major League Baseball's issue, right? Because Trevor, I think, very fairly wants two things. And you even asked him about his his uh, priority set, and he didn't go right through the list, but reading between the lines a little bit, he wants to compete. He wants to win. And you know, totally 100% understand that from any of these guys. And he also wants to get paid what he's worth, what he is fairly worth. And that's 
totally fair for any of these guys. And there's a shrinking number of teams that do both of those things, that spend big money on star players and compete. And in the age of the Rays and the A's and, and Moneyball and don't do that, there is a, a more and more limited number of options, right? And I think that's one of the things that this next CBA is going to be in large deal about. And I'll tell you, Goody, I, I've been thinking lately that I'm, I used to be totally against the idea of expanded postseason. I've been warming and warming and warming to it. And after listening to your conversation with Trevor Story and just thinking about the state of baseball and how difficult it is for that marriage to happen, I may have fully crossed the line. And that's one of the reasons I just think you've got to expand the postseason. You've got to give more life to these fan bases and franchises out there that can't spend the big money and maybe don't have the, the sway or the pull or whatever to do the money ball thing. And if those are your only two options, everyone else is just supposed to lose on purpose this is not good for the economics and future of baseball and something has to give. Well, I, I, I would take it. Uh, I, I agree with you. And, I, and I'll also tell you that, um, you know, I had always skewed for, toward being a baseball purist and, and, you know, wax nostalgic about things that had occurred in the past. And, uh, you know, it's so hard to get into the postseason. Let's not make it the NBA and the NHL, you know, sports I love, but yeah. you know, far easier to be part of the the postseason tournament, if you will. Um, so I've changed on a lot of things. I, this is a complete aside. I'll give you one and we can chat about this, uh, me, you and Patrick, you know, on a future podcast, Drew. But uh, I'm all for now uh, the, the California tiebreaker rule staying put after this new CBA. Yeah, I don't need to see 16, 17 inning games. You know, we we want to keep players healthy, pitchers in particular. The sport's about pitching. We don't – you know what a 16 inning game's good for? When you and I are are bullshitting over a beer and going, hey, remember that five-hour and 27-minute <laughs> game in Philadelphia? And, right. and uh, you know, the center fielder had to come in and pitch. It's 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 it sounds romantic when we look back on it. It's unnecessary. Yeah. All right. You want to get this next generation involved and, and wanting to see baseball to your point, have your team stay in it in July, August and September. Give them a carrot. Look at what the Cardinals have done. They were an afterthought They're, You know, people in in baseball, crazy uh, St. Louis and the surrounding area. They were, you know, it was kind of, they were just there, right? And then all of a sudden they go on this tremendous run. And now you can't imagine, my son, you know, goes to school and plays ball there. He he says it's unbelievable. They're going nuts, which is one of the great things about baseball. But if they didn't have that carrot of an additional wild card, then it would be a non-story. Think about right. it. It's true. They would have won 17 in a right. row. Hey, here's a wow. pat on the back. Nice job. Enjoy your off season. Go to a I, somewhere. We'll see you in spring training. That's, that's a phenomenal. I hadn't considered it in quite that context. That's amazing. hundred percent. And you know, that's why, so I, I have come up with a, a two word just now, again, just listening to you talk, just my two word phrase that I would like for the players and the owners to rally around in this entire negotiation process incentivize winning. Let's do that. Let's incentivize winning. <laughs> well, uh, more I than losing. Listen, I agree with you. You know, I, I agree with you. Now there's a process to, to getting to a place where you can win. 
And I'll point something else out. And um, you're going to hear this, um, and you alluded to this. And when, when you go and listen to my podcast, you'll hear Trevor talk about prioritizing winning. And I asked him, you know, what what is the list of, you know, if you had to enumerate number one, number two, number three, in terms of what you want in either where you are now or a future team. And, and winning is at the top of the list. He made that pretty clear. I think most players are going to say that. And I know that there is a great deal of money to be made and every player should be able to maximize it because they're no different than you or I. Um, and I say that whatever your vocation is, you want to be paid the maximum amount you can if you're an electrician, if you're a teacher, if you're a broadcaster, if you're whatever it is you do. And you have every right to to want to maximize that. Now, having said that, the reality, and Drew, you talk a lot about this, and Patrick as well, that winning's hard in baseball. Yeah. Winning's hard. And to consistently win, let, let, let's just off the top of our heads, and you, you study this backwards mm-hmm. and forwards. I'm having, we're going to mention something on the broadcast uh, in the next couple of days on AT&T Sportsnet because Doug Marino and I were talking about this the other day and, and we're doing some research on it. But, you know, go back the last 10 or 15 years, even the Giants were having a, an incredible year, right? Um, They've won three World Series, so they got a lot of bank. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Yeah suggest otherwise they haven't been in the postseason in what five years six years something like that 2016 i think was the last time um and this is a big market team the yankees seemingly go every year we know the dodgers are on an incredible run you know boston some some it's been a great 20 year run but they've had they've had some times where they're on the sidelines right the angels for all the money they spend uh the cubs finally broke the curse but you know they're not very good right now my point is, it's hard in baseball to go year after year after year. Now, if you take the last five years, the Rockies have been there twice, 17 and 18. Um, 20 was what it was, a great start and truncated season. This year, uh, better than people thought, but it's not good. You're not going to the postseason, right? 19, very disappointing. If you can consistently get there 40% of the time, and I don't know if the Rockies can. Historically, it hasn't been – 40%. I'm just taking a smaller uh, sample size, five right. years. But if you honestly can go to the postseason two out of every five years, you're you're much better off than most teams. Right. It's uh, I had gone back to uh, an old stat, and it's, it's difficult considering the grand history of baseball. There's a lot that gets lost in this. But it I, I used to joke about this. The team with the sixth best winning percentage all time in the history of Major League Baseball, and a team that's been around for a very long time, is the Chicago Cubs. Not a team that's thought of as a paragon of constant success in Major League Baseball because they haven't won at all very often, right? And it's a 514 winning percentage. That's sixth best all time. And the teams that are ahead of them, by the way, are all the teams who have been the long-established forever Teams. It's the Red Sox, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Yankees. Those is are the stalwarts. Is it in that order? Uh, yeah, Yankees, number one. Oh, okay, because when you said Yankees, okay. fifth, you went oh, yeah. the other way. Okay. I went in reverse order. You're Yankees, one, Giants, okay. Dodgers, Cardinals, Red Sox. And again, the Red Sox being in fifth, this is including that 100-year stretch where they didn't win 
the World Series, but they were always in it. Like the Cubs, they would they would get to the postseason all the time. So that's kind of the the history of their franchise. After that, actually seventh. This is hilarious. Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know how many people would have suggested that, right? All time, and and so yeah. After once you get past those teams, the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, everyone else is fighting for that window of a couple of years where they're competitive to do what the, we saw the Royals do or what we saw the Washington Nationals do. And look at where both of those teams are right now. Oh, it's a quick World Series, you know. Everybody else is fighting for it. So I, I do think that in the modern age of baseball, that's that there's got to be a parody. I don't know how you create it. Will talking about lottery for the top draft picks. I've never been a huge fan of, of the draft lotteries, but at this point I'm willing to consider a lot of things because I just think in a, in a modern age where you are competing with football and the NBA and the NHL and a million other entertainment options, people aren't going to go through 20 year, stretches like the Phillies did in the 60s and 70s, like the Orioles and, and Royals did in my lifetime during my childhood. Those teams were never relevant. And I just don't know how long fan bases are going to stick around. And I just don't think it's good. There's There's got to be a solution to that. So opened up a huge can of worms here. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope I don't know if everything can be uh, addressed in this particular collective bargaining agreement. Uh, number one, number one, number one is you want to make sure on both sides, they understand there cannot be any sort of uh, missed games. You can't. You cannot do that to the sport. Yeah. You do that to the sport. Um, we've said that in the past, but you certainly, in today's environment, globally, you can't do that. Now, now after that, I hope a lot of these things are addressed. You know what I'd like to see? Hey, Drew, you, you're the general manager of. Um, you know, the team with the fourth pick in the draft, right? I'm the general manager of the team with the 10th pick in the draft. Yes. Just like the NFL. I mean, think of how sexy the NFL draft is. And I know we know more of those players because we watch them on Saturday play college football. And in Major League Baseball, we hear, oh, there's this great shortstop at Oak Christian High School and, <laughs> you know, and right. outside of, uh, you know, Los Angeles. And, and he's wonderful. But you, you don't know. You don't know anything other than what you read, right? Right, right. You got to be pretty hardcore to be reading about it. But anyhow, if you can go, hey, um, the general, the the team with the fourth pick is just traded down, and they got the tenth pick and an additional second round pick in next year's draft, along with super utility infielder, you know, Billy Bob. You're like, ooh, that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Got to be able to trade draft picks. We were talking about that in the, our Discord today. So, which reminder, by the way, why you should subscribe to the DNVR.com. You get to hang out in a private chat room when we're talking baseball 24-7. Also, all the other sports. So, if you're a multi-sport fan, you are basically got constant access to other fans and beat writers to talk to about all your favorite theories and suggestions, what's going on with your ball clubs. But also, we talk movies and television, uh, skiing and snowboarding, what people are cooking up uh, all kinds of fantastic stuff. People sharing their photography. Come hang out with us in there. We also get a bigger beer down at the DMVR Bar Breck Brew, of course. Uh, you get a free shirt when you order the annual subscription. You get, uh, what else? You get all kinds of free high fives for life down at the DMVR Bar. That's true. That's a real thing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, it really is just 
Uh, well, you get to go hang out at the, the tailgate parties. If you're a Broncos fan, you haven't been out to one of those tailgate parties uh, where there's all the Breckenridge brew and sexy pizza. That's right. Uh, that's right. It's sexy pizza that you can get. And it only costs you 30 bucks for all of it. You can even take a bus down there from the DNVR bar if you get in early, which means, you know, potentially more Breck brews for you. So subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we appreciate you being a part of the family. That's one of the reasons why we hook you up with our partners like Hassle Cattle Company. You know, I love their beef. I would never lie to you about something as important as beef. And I am still sitting on 100% positive reviews of the Wagyu beef from Hassle Cattle Company. Check them out today at H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10. You'll save 10% off. And if you order over 200 bucks, they'll hook you up with free shipping. The Wagyu beef is absolutely delicious and it's good on your conscience because there's no hormones, antibiotics, treat the animal, treats the environment well, treats your body well, treats your wallet well because they don't charge you for all that stuff. I'm telling you, go there today, check out the promos. You will be shocked that this stuff that sounds super fancy, like fancy beef that you have to order online, isn't it just easier to go into the grocery store? No, you get less good product you pay more for it. It's worse for you. It's worse for everybody along the chain who got it to you. So order from Hassle Cattle Company today. They'll ship it straight to your door. It doesn't get easier than that. H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. And again, don't forget to use promo code DNVR10. Uh, all right, Goody. Hey, nicely done. Thank you. Uh, on the flip side of uh, the emotional spectrum this week, and I do want to start, it's like, look, it's blow sunshine up Drew Goodman's ass day. But look, when someone does a good job in the Rockies community, I like to acknowledge it. And uh, we talked about it on the show, your participation in, and we'll talk in here, the, the Larry Walker Jeremy. And I wanted to ask you first specifically, and I, I know you'll get to talking about the thing itself. So I want to put, I want to put it on you and in your perspective in that moment, because I wrote about this after the fact, this unique relationship that Rockies fans have with Larry Walker. And one of the things that I wrote in the piece was that during his major league career, he never chose to play anywhere else, not to put anything else on anything that's going on right now or whatever. But those were the two contracts that he chose as a major leaguer to put his name on were with the Colorado Rockies. You know, he came up with the other team. He was traded to the Cardinals and the the choosing of each other. And we talked about how the Cooperstown ceremony, very few Rockies fans able to make it out there, very few fans in general able to make it out there. So as great as it was, you literally stood in the middle of this moment where Rockies fans got to express their feelings for him. And he got to express his feelings for them. And I was very moved by the entire proceeding. So I just want to know what it was like for you to literally be right in the middle of all of that. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was honored to, to have a really tiny role in, in, um, you know, being involved in, in that ceremony and, and, uh, you know, help helping MC it and, and really having, uh, I guess the first, um, word, I don't know if that's the right, way of putting it because I, I spoke first and then Vinny came out naturally and, and Bob Gebhardt came out and then, and then what everybody wanted to to hear obviously was Larry and, and Larry killed it with his speech Man. as he did in Cooperstown. 
Um, it, it was, uh, you know, it was reminiscent of, of when, you know, I got to be in the same role uh, when Todd Helton went in uh, or and not went in, but, you know, had his number retired. Hopefully Todd Helton, we're going to have another big yeah. thing to do when Todd Helton goes in. I think you just actually saw into the future. I think that's what happened is you, you, you had a, like in Field of Dreams when she asked him if he had a flash forward. <laughs> a flash forward, right. Uh, but no, it was, um, it, it was a lot of fun. It was, I think I said this on the broadcast that night when Larry joined us. Uh, in the booth, and I and I, mean, I know I said it to my partners off the field. The games run together oftentimes, and that's not to uh, diminish the joy that the games bring us and the moments bring us. And um, part of the unfolding of the many pages in, in a, a season um, is, is seeing it day to day and living it day to day. And even though a lot of the games are somewhat nondescript. Um, and even the ones that make you go, ooh, wow, what a great comeback, walk off home, or what a great Tuesday night at Coors Field, or man, how about that that victory coming from behind a great American ballpark? And you, rem- at least the way I'm wired, I remember it, and there's great joy in in being able to um, you know pass along and narrate, if you will, um, what's going on on the on the television side. Um, but it, for me, again, the way I'm wired, it's kind of all just ends up in the ether yet there are some moments that will you'll always kind of remember and certainly that on the field celebration of Larry and the retirement of his 33 that will linger yeah we were uh, we did a crossover recently with our guys down at the expanded the PHNX uh, Diamondbacks and and we were talking to them about you know only one team is going to win the world series and everybody else is going to have a season where the big memories are those those kinds of moments that stick out. For some of them, there they will be, you know, for the Rays, it'll be getting in deep into the postseason and then losing in the World Series. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but, you know, these are the kinds of moments. So when I think, you know, people talked about this year, I know there were a lot of people that didn't watch and get into it, and I totally understand that. But for those of us that watched all 161 games <laughs> uh, of the season, Armand Marquez almost throwing the no-hitter at Coors Field, still getting the complete game shut out, and the Larry Walker ceremony. Those are the things that I think you stand out and you go, man, that was a special night. I'll remember that. That was really, really cool, especially if you were there at the ballpark. Um, yeah, and I think those moments are great. I think it's it's absolutely fantastic that you can think back on. You know, they were talking about the two no-hitters. They're claiming the Madison Bumgarner one, but they had – Couple of no hit. A team lost. They're on a hundred seven losses. But if you hung around and watched the Diamondbacks all year, you got you got treated to a couple of absolutely phenomenal and inspiring pitching performances. And I just love that about baseball because if you watch a crap NFL team, you, if you're watching the New York Jets right now, what like what are your moments that you're pointing out? And be like, ah, I remember that day when we only lost by twenty. Yeah, well, listen, I, I, I'm a hardcore New York Giant fan. Um, and that is exactly right. You're like, okay, <laughs> what's there to get? I'm watching. It's like deja vu all over again. But in baseball, even in years where you come up short, in years where you're dramatically short, like Arizona is, there are there are moments, and and that's the beauty of of baseball. And for the Rockies this year, 
yes, on one hand, I talk about this on the podcast. They're they're far better for whatever that's worth because you're not a postseason team. Um, than most people had prognosticated. Oh, you know, Nolan's gone. Um, you know, one of the worst trades ever in in some people's opinion. And uh, even though we don't know, it's hard to evaluate until you know what happens with Gomber right. and Montero and uh, et cetera. So that's that's a little bit premature. But anyhow, uh, the bottom line is people thought they were going to lose 100 games. A lot of people thought they were going to lose 100 games. They're, they're far better than that. They're actually going to finish with, you know, somewhere between – I don't know, Drew, two, three, four, five more wins um, this year than in 2019 when Nolan Arenado was playing third and Trevor was playing short. Right. You know, it's kind of, that's, I I don't know, interesting in some regard. And congrats to Nolan. He's had a terrific year um, with St. Louis and they're on one heck of a roll. They're on an 07 Rockies roll. But as I ramble here, baseball does provide moments, man. And one of those moments was the, you know, Larry Walker. Um, and and the number being retired was Herman Marcus and and um, and was the All Star game in Denver. Yeah. And so each year, some you know it's on the docket um, because oh they're going to retire Larry Walker's number. We knew that, right? Awesome. Everybody's looking forward to it. But there's other stuff that happens that you had no idea was going to happen. Right. The general Connor Joe experience. I think that's one other thing we'll probably look back on this year. There may not be one moment that stands out. Maybe the homer on the one-year anniversary of the cancer thing. But I really just do think people just just Connor Joe's general presence is what you know. Drew, I love how you describe that, and, and I'm and I've said this before on the broadcast. I'll tell you what, um, you know, we sometimes place our athletes um, on. Uh, too tall of a pedestal, if you will. So guys like, you know, me and you, they happen to be really gifted um, at playing a game and and bless them for that. Uh, Good for them. Um, But the ones that step forward and you say, whether this guy was a carpenter or a teacher or, you know, go through a whole litany of of what one can do for, for a living, right? You'd say, man, I like to be around that guy. That guy's uplifting. That guy's a bright light. That's Connor Joe. And yeah, he's when when he was healthy, um, we saw a guy that can be part of the solution uh, as a as an offensive player. And so we're intrigued by that. But when you spend some time around Connor Joe, and not just with his courageous and triumphant victory over cancer, but just who he is. You're like, I want to gravitate to that type of individual. He yeah. he makes me feel better when I walk away. And to have that kind of trait, that's that's neat stuff. And to have him, you know, wearing the uniform of the uh of the team that that we all root for in the summer, pretty neat stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff like uh, little things like that, as you were saying, go a long way toward why this team uh, outperformed expectations. And by the way, if you got on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you took the over on the Colorado Rockies, you collected your money weeks ago. I think they had that. I told it. I went on DMVR bets and everyone was in a bad mood. I wasn't in a good mood either. It was like the day of, I think, you know, the trade and we were making preseason prognostications and 100 losses, I think, was trending, and everyone just wanted to know 
how bad I thought the team was going to be. And I went, look, folks, I get it. We're all upset. No one's happy. You can't be that bad when your starting pitching is this good. 63 and a half wins. Take the hammer the over incredibly hard. I don't care how upset you are. And if you did that, if you took my advice just before the season started, collected a while ago, it's always fun to hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Baseball season wrapping up. Uh, football is one of the easiest and most fun sports to bet on on there. I find even if you don't follow the NFL, especially closely, you, it's really easy to understand what the bets are and uh, kind of play some small dollar amounts and, and make some money on overs and unders and just bet on the Broncos right now. They're, they're playing well. Uh, either way, it's a whole lot of fun. You can download the top rated drafting sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR to receive $150 in free bets instantly. When you place $1 on any football game, that's promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week, a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And last one of these for you is our friend's over at, what is it? Oh, I'm just off the screen. Green Mountain Dental Group. You know, they put big, happy smiles on our faces and they make our smiles the best that they can be. Located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in the Lakewood area. They'll put uh, all the energy into what you're doing. They'll make you feel better about going to the dentist. If you're like me, you're not super excited about it. If you're fine about going to the dentist, well, then they'll talk sports with you and give you world-class care. Either way, they treat you like family. They treated us like family from the very beginning. If you need any kind of dentist work done, check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. And also, uh, they'll hook you up with that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning, x-ray, and exam today. So, yeah, Goody, is a, a couple of final thoughts here on, on some of those things. You know, just... We're, I feel like we can't help. We're, all, we're already looking forward to the future. But we, we do have this final, you know, set here in Arizona what is, uh, what is kind of the story of this series in your mind? What are you looking forward to see? Is there anything kind of that, that can grab you here in these last couple of days from the Rockies perspective? Well, I don't know. I don't know if anything, you know, is going to be able to, to go, Oh man, man, what a great three games in Arizona. Now this elevates somebody to a different, you know, stature. You know, you, you want to see everybody finish strong. You want to see, you know, for last starts for certain guys, you know, John Gray is making his last start. John's maybe the one, yeah. Yeah, you want it to be a, a, a positive one. I know he has had less play uh, in the quote-unquote free agent, imminent free agent world than than Trevor. Um, you know, same thing with C.J. Crone. I, I like the chances of both of those guys being back in a Rockies uniform, but you want to see him, you know, finish strong. Senza's had a great last couple of months. Um, finish strong. Everybody go off in the, into the offseason uh, healthy. You know, accumulate a couple more wins. I know it's cosmetic. I know at the end of the day, whether it's 70, you know, what are they, 73? I'm looking at my mm -hmm. right now, 73 and 85. So, you know, can you get to, to 76? Great. You know, it's not, it's not where you want to be. You want to be 90 plus, right, in the postseason. We understand that. Um, but uh, hopefully it can be a, a, a little bit of a step toward getting back to where they were in 17 and 18. And we'll be able to put a postscript, at least on television, on, you know, much of the season. 
talk about guys that really improved and, and there's some obvious ones that, and I don't mean took a little bit of a step or were a good player on a bad team type of thing, but, you know, I think Elias Diaz, I think Brendan Rogers had that class, the aforementioned Connor Joe um, there, there were, you know, a lot of positives and uh, as, uh, you know, shockingly, there's some, there's some good stories in the bullpen yeah. of late. Now you always have to, you know, be cautious and you can't take a two or three or four week period and say, Oh man, that, that guy's now a bona fide eighth inning guy going forward on a championship level team. But, you know, guys like Kenley, um, young guys like Lucas uh, Gilbreth, young guys yeah. like, like Jordan Sheffield have, have really kind of raised your eyebrow and said, mm, interesting. Right. Uh, absolutely. And in fact, this is the last thing I wanted to ask you about because I've, there's one guy who's popped my eyes wide open again and just hasn't had enough time, enough sample size. And we're in that spot again with Sam Hilliard, who since getting called back up, I look at those numbers again and I go, man, he's on a 35 home run pace, striking out a ton, but he, he's doing that thing. And you go, if he can make just a little bit more contact, all the tools lull you back in. What do you make of, of this final stretch that we've seen from Sam Hilliard. Well, uh, I don't think this is any secret. I'm a big fan of Sam Hilliard. I'm a big fan of, of Garrett Hampson. And I know it hasn't happened as fast as some people um, would have hoped. And maybe there's, you know, there's the detractors out there that suggest it's not going to get appreciably better. They're going to be who they are. There's going to be a lot of strikeouts and, and so on, but I'm still really intrigued. I, I've said this many times, and I'm sure I've said this with you and Patrick here on on DNVR. Um, I've probably said it on my own podcast and um, you know, on broadcast as well. And that it is if if Sam Hilliard showed up at a showcase as an 18 year old kid, you would be drooling if you were any kind of professional scout or major college coach who was out recruiting, you'd say, what? Who is this hitting balls over buildings that, you know, you know, you can't hit a golf ball to? Yeah. Oh, let's see his arm. Oh, my goodness. You know, he's throwing 95 miles an hour from the outfield. Oh, how does he run? He's a pretty big kid. Does he run okay? Oh, my. He runs a 6'4", You'd be like, where did this guy get created? In a lab? Right. So I'm, I'm still really intrigued. And, I, and I'll tell you what, um, we'll talk more about this. We're going to talk about it on my podcast um, in, in the coming weeks. But in a perfect world, not my money to be spent, and it's a competitive environment out there for free agents. Um, but I would, I would try to get two more bats, you know, corner outfield slash first base slash DH bats, Right. Yeah. You can mix and match and give guys days off, Black right. and Crone, because you want Crone back. Connor Joe, I'm a big believer in. But, you you know, you keep guys um, – what, what do they call it, Drew, and load management in the NBA? You know, you're able to do that, especially right. the difficulty of playing it out uh, – excuse me, at altitude. And in center field, 95% of the time, I would run out Sam Hilliard – against righties and maybe that select lefty and I would run out Garrett Hampson. And I think, yeah, the average may not be, you know, super sexy, but the production at the end of the year, you may go, wow, 
we had, you know, 38 home runs from center field and 32 stolen bases. Right. And you go, hey, that's that's not bad. And a thing that I like and I'm always talking about that you need to help your pitchers out. And in that ballpark, you need that defensive center fielder. Garrett Hampson has really shown an ability. He's taken to that spot a lot better than I was always worried about. I was like, hasn't really played it before, but he's been fantastic. And Hilliard also would been a corner guy a lot throughout his uh, minor league career is taken to playing center field uh, defensively very, very well. So I, I like it. I'm into it. Plus, like you said, you can probably get more thump uh, on the free agent market out of corner guys. So, yeah. And, and they have to upgrade the offense. No question, but um, I, I to again always a long-winded answer. I apologize, but Sam Hilliard's intriguing. Sam Hilliard's gotten better too. Yeah. Um, you know, at the start of the year, he needed to go back to Albuquerque, and now the the walk rate's up a little bit. There's still going to be the strikeout in there. Um, he has shortened his swing, um, and nobody can walk in his shoes as to how he what he's gone through off the field with losing his dad and his dad's courageous battle uh, with ALS and oh by the way now I'm trying to you know go out and play major league baseball every day and I haven't solidified myself yet um, so for him to be able to navigate that uh, I still believe the best is yet to come for Hilliard and I believe the best is yet to come I know you didn't mention Hampson but I kind of threw him in there as well yeah, no, and I, and I think he belongs in there. And I, I think these are the types of guys, you know, we were having that conversation with the Diamondbacks guys and they were saying, you know, a big part of the frustration is one, they didn't plan on it. It's not like it was a tank going in. And two, a lot of the losses have come from just guys they thought were going to be good that haven't stepped up and that that's been very frustrating. And I said, the opposite has kind of been true of the Rockies. And that's why, you know, I, I think some people, if they'd have stumbled their way into a slightly better record because their veterans carried them to it, it would have been fun to watch, but maybe at the end of the day, a little bit frustrating. I would have understood that. But it has been the Hilliards and the Hampsons and the Diaz's and the Rogers and all the guys you mentioned in the bullpen. And that makes it far more intriguing going into the offseason. Say, what role do those guys play to steal your line? Are those guys a part of the solution? Because I think you've got a lot of guys in there who are, who at the beginning of the season, we had no idea about. No. Yeah. Now they, they, listen, they need help. And I, I'm upfront about that. They do, they do need help. But here's what happens when February and March roll around. All of the prognosticating is not very creative and, and oftentimes it is not very deep in thought, in my opinion, because we are going to go, oh, that team, because they have that name and that name and acquired that name is going to be good because we have a familiarity with those names. Yet oftentimes, and you said this earlier, see Tampa, you know, see many times Oakland. Right. Um, can you look in, and find the teams where maybe you're not familiar with the names, but they're really good baseball players and they're just not household entities yet. Um, and the Rockies need some of those good stories. I say that every spring training, every team that wins more than they lose is going to have, you know, more good stories than disappointing stories. And, um, you know, going forward, I want to see where Connor Joe goes. I want to see where Sam Hilliard goes. I want to see the next level for, you know, 30 year old, uh, Elias Diaz. Yeah. So 
you know, if the Rockies are to get back to the postseason in the near term, yeah, it'll begin with that, you know, starting pitching, and they need to augment that because they've been fortunate with good health, and you knock on wood, as I'm doing right now, uh, to see that continue. Um, but it's going to be, you know, less likely national names that lead them again to the postseason and more games where people are going, who's that guy? Who yeah. You know, like last year, who the hell knew who Randy Orozarena was? Right. Yet he was playing in the World Series and he was hitting, you know, at the top of that order, leading Tampa uh, to very nearly a world championship. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we'll be along for the ride. We'll be watching all that. We'll be watching these last couple of games, of course. I know you all be hanging out with us, both watching the broadcast on Twitter, at Drew Creaseman, at Drew Goodman 42, of course, at Patrick D. Lyons, and at DNVR underscore Rockies. A lot of fun out there on the social media. you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all the written content, for all the discounts, for the access to the Discord, for the free t-shirts, for the free high fives, all the fun stuff that comes with being a member of the DNVR family. So we appreciate you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise we will continue to be absolutely Drew Goodman and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.